Hey guys, today we're going to talk about how to restore your confidence after experiencing failure. I'm going to walk you through six steps that you can take that will make a profound difference and will positively impact your experience during this so-called failure. So this might be a failure you've recently encountered, or it could be a failure from the past that you're possibly still hung up on. Either way, following this simple six-step process is truly going to make a difference. I promise, just fully commit with me here, and let's go through it together. So step number one, audit your context. What does this mean? What are you telling yourself about the failure? What are you making it mean about you? I want you to take a moment, grab a piece of paper and a pen, and let's do an exercise together. So what you're going to do is you're going to write down any negative thought about yourself or the situation and just make a nice list on a piece of paper and feel free to pause until you're done making that list. Now, once you have your list, read them over. Read them with intention. This is a reflection of what's in your mind, what's going on in your brain about this failure. What I want you to do with this list now is either under it or to the right, however, which way you have room or space, write down a new sentence. However, this time you're going to strip that sentence from any negativity And you're going to amend the sentence to include kindness, whether if it's to yourself or towards the situation. So, for example, if one of the negative thoughts associated to this failure is, I'm so frustrated, comma, I've tried so hard, and it really makes me feel like I'm never going to succeed. You would revise and amend that sentence to say something positive. So, I didn't succeed this time. It doesn't mean I'm a failure, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get it, comma, I just need to try again. A for effort. So however you want to position this, however you want to speak to yourself, everyone has a different tone and language. However, the rule is it must be stripped from any negativity, and it must only include fact. Take a look at both lists. The negative list is something that is really making you suffer and not propelling you forward. It's not allowing you to learn or to get somewhere new as a result of making this mistake. The right side or underneath the negative list that you've created, those are all helping you live in a world of possibility. And it, it's the way of thinking that's really going to help you actually do something with what has happened. Because... Failures, mistakes, bad results, they're all just opportunities. And I'm going to talk about that more in a second. So now that we've moved on from step one, which was auditing your context, we're going to move on to step two, which is to bridge the gaps. When you look back on this mistake or this failure, what skill sets attitudes or knowledge was missing from your end that helped create this situation. So what I mean by that is 
what possible skill sets, tools, training, knowledge, facts, data, um, even a way of being were you missing in this equation? So this is really important because we're going to now identify things in a factual manner, not making you wrong or making you bad for not having that knowledge, skill set, or training, and we're going to turn it into an opportunity. So I want you to take another piece of paper, and I'd like you to make a detailed list from order of impact, meaning how much this particular element helped contribute to the failure. And I want you to make a detailed list about all the possible skill sets, knowledge, or personal attitudes that were missing from this action that you took. Then I want you to bridge the gaps. So how are we going to do this? We are going to create an action plan. And the action plan doesn't have to be intimidating, by the way. I know sometimes when people hear action plan, it's like, ah, so much work, not interested. But let's keep it really simple, okay? So an action plan can include reading a book or getting a mentor or listening to podcasts, registering for courses, or really just doing some self-development work to understand why you are the way you are and how you can rewire yourself to not show up the same way when you try to take on this action again. You can even include like a little chart where you write down the action, the level of effort to implement from low to high, and the impact that action could have to reduce and bridge the gaps and how soon you can implement it. So you can add as much detail as you want to this. If you are a super analytical and organized type of thinker, then highly recommend you take that approach. If you are more of a dreamer or more of an abstract thinker, then maybe you want to take this on as a visual diagram and figure out a way that makes most sense to you and connects you closer to what we're trying to accomplish here, which is creating an action plan to bridge the gaps. So now we're going to talk about step three. We need to accept the losses. So it's time you make peace with whatever it is that you lost. I know, I know that you wish it would have happened differently. You might be kicking yourself in the butt for it, but you've survived past failures and you'll survive again. So the good news is that more opportunities exist beyond this small moment. So shift your focus to the future. I promise it'll make a difference. Right now, it's possible that you're really zoomed in on what you lost out on, or you're really zoomed in on making yourself wrong or stupid or bad about whatever it is that happened. But you need to shift your focus on what's next. What can I do now? What new opportunities can I create? This is how winners think, and you can be a winner too. Step number four. Face your fears. It's totally normal and common that when we experience failure, our fears from our inside start to come out and become more dominant. So they might have been dormant and now we're really present to them and it's almost like you have this extra sensitivity to doing something again because you're like, oh, I failed last time. I don't want to take this on again. Totally normal. So 
Because when we fail, existing fears could resurface and even new fears may arise, getting present to what these fears are and writing them down and facing them with pure kindness and pure objectivity will really help you really shuffle out a lot of the pieces that are weighing you down about this failure because fear is going to paralyze you from taking something on again. So you need to remind yourself here that 90% of what scares you never truly happens. And if you need evidence of this, just look into your past. Look at how your creative brain thought of all these possibilities that could go wrong and all these fears and all these different things and different thoughts that you had that weren't necessarily optimistic. And look back on your life and be like, did those really happen? What percentage happened? It's honestly 90% of the time never happens. And if you say, no, no, not possible, Celine, my number is more like 30% of the time it didn't happen. I think it's very likely you've forgotten a lot of the negative thinking and the doubt that was in your mind before taking on something that scared you. So when we look at fears and how they paralyze us, it's super important to remind ourselves that, you know what? I don't need to necessarily push this fear aside. I don't believe in pushing fears aside. I believe in embracing them, going up to them, hugging them, being like, cool, you're here, nice. I don't need to necessarily believe you though. I'm going to put you on the shelf and we're going to look at you whenever we need to and we're going to go through it anyways because 90% of what you assume might happen never really does. So step number five, inject gratitude. Okay, stay with me here. I know it sounds very common and it's like, oh, I don't want rainbows and butterflies about this. Just give me stuff that works. And I think this is very important and it's very necessary for us to add into this mix of six steps because the experience that you just went through, that you didn't enjoy, that made you feel whatever it is that it made you feel about yourself, it offered you a beautiful lesson and opportunity. In fact, I'd argue that this failure allowed you to access insight to identify and strengthen areas of your current approach. So you need to thank your failure. You need to say thank you. And you'll learn so much more from any of your failures than you ever will of your successes again just look back on your life. And I will tell you this, the more you fail at something, the more success tastes so much sweeter. When you succeed the very first time, it's like, oh, cool. It doesn't have the same impact. But when you work really hard for something, it makes success just be so much tastier. And now the final step, number six, try again differently. It's only a failure if you didn't learn something. So apply your new skills, your new knowledge, your improved process, and go for it again. Failure is delay. It is not defeat. I believe in you. You got this. I truly believe that you've only failed if you fail to try again. So if you've genuinely taken these steps and you've applied them with full intention, with full focus, 
then you should be ready to take it on again. And you probably will succeed this time, especially if you did number two, which is bridging the gaps very powerfully. Creating that action plan can truly make a difference. And again, I'm just going to remind you, action plans do not need to be daunting. They could be fun. They could be done while you're sitting on the toilet, to be honest. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal. So take it on in little bite-sized chunks. And even something else that could really help with this is sharing this with other people. Talk it through with others. Express what happened, share your failure, tell them what you're up to now and ask them for ideas. Ask them to maybe possibly be an extra pair of ears or eyes on whatever it is that you're trying to create in your action plan. Don't ever be scared to ask for help. You might never, ever figure out the most incredible things without asking others for their opinions. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like a breakdown of these six steps in visual form, I've designed and created a one-pager, which will help you keep on track anytime you experience failure again. Feel free to go to my website to gain access to this. It's www.selenekirk.com. Till next time, guys.